What's up my fellow scruffy looking nerf herders and welcome to the Carbonite Chat. Today we're going to be talking about The Last Jedi Novels, chapter 23 through 25. Now, the chapter 25 is going to be covering what basically is probably the title of this video, which is Snoke being an absolutely terrible villain. And 23 and 24 kind of little minutiae to kind of cover so that I give you some of the information that's inside of the novel that wasn't really inside of the movie. So I'll cover those fairly quickly and then we'll get to the Snoke ordeal. Now one of the things that it had talks about it deals with the situation and this is in the movie but it just it makes no sense and I haven't really talked about how much it doesn't make sense and so I want to discuss it here. DJ asks for her necklace, Rose's necklace. Now we find out later the reason he wants it is because to be able to slice in because it's a great conductor. But why is it set up in this way? This is just another part of this whole story that makes zero sense. Why is DJ helping them? There makes, it makes no sense that he would help them at all. He's trying to sleep in a prison and they come in there. He says, hey, I can help you. They say, no, nah, we're, we're good. We don't want your help. And then he breaks free, but then, despite the fact that they're clearly not, they don't look like they have money, so it's not going to benefit him at all, and they've said they don't want your help, you go out of the way to find their droid, keep their droid around, steal another ship, and then go and rescue them, and then go and try to deal with the First Order. You put yourself in so many bad issues as if it's like you've won the lottery, as if this is a situation where it's, you know, you know you're going to get paid off on the back end. But you don't. A, someone that's a smart person that's worked in the underworld for a long period of time would know that this isn't a good deal to be going along and doing. So why is he doing it? It makes zero sense. Some people have said he's, he always realized that he could go around and do something, you know, be end up turning them in and get money from the First Order. Now this is just creating headcanon to be able to have this story make sense because it doesn't. Not to mention the fact that Maz Kanata's already said no one else can be able to do this, yet here's this one random guy that they happen to be able to meet inside of a prison that happens to be put in the exact same cell that they are, that happens to be the only other person that, of course, Maz Kanata didn't know about. <laughs> I mean, it just it doesn't make any sense. So then, the only reason this happens here and is done in the way that it's done is to try to make you think that maybe he's a good guy, so that you're then more surprised by what happens. Because Ryan has to have this subversive kind of thing, like because it's brilliance in his mind. Like he he, he just is obsessed with them, like Shyamalan. Apparently, he thinks that that's the only way you can write good stories. So he because that's the only reason that makes sense is you. He gets to give him the necklace, and he kind of even looks like he's kind of impressed that Rose was willing to give this up. Like it was a test to find out whether or not she was the type of person that was worth him putting effort into. But now that he sees it, that it's kind of like the Han Solo moment in A New Hope where it's like, he's all for himself, he's only going to take care of himself, I'm only about the money, and I'm ready to go. But then he sees how everyone's willing to give up everything for this cause, and then sees, hey, you know what, man, maybe, maybe they're into something that I, I've been missing. Maybe this is something I need to consider helping out on. That's the kind of emotions that Ryan's playing along with here. And... Then he gives her the necklace back, and they're all like, oh, wow, yeah, he is a good guy. And then the next thing you see, he's turned them in and turned on them. The problem I have with that is, is like with a lot of things, just like the Holdo situation, where he hides everything from the audience and does certain things to the audience to make them think that 
this is clearly what's going on, and then subverts it on the back end. But because he creates the exact emotion, then after it happens, you're not really, it's not like an awesome payoff. It's kind of like, uh, okay. And this is what we call bad subversion, bad writing. <laughs> because if you look back, if you think of anything that's a really great, you know, subvertive or twist movie, after knowing the twist, you should be able to go back and see them see it in a different way, and it shouldn't conflict. It should still be just as impressive as was done beforehand. Now you just kind of see it in a different light because you know what's happening or what's going on. This is not the case with this, as these little things I'm bringing up. Why, why did he have these, you know, why did he have these types of actions towards them? Why did he help them to begin with? It's just a... Con convoluted plot that makes little to no sense and it's just Ryan yet again trying to act brilliant by trying to tell the audience hey this is what's going on this is what's going on this is what's going on it's like me and you like doing something and me holding up two fingers like this over and over and I say how many fingers am I holding up and you say two and I go nope it's three it's brilliant I'm so smart no you'd be like no you idiot <laughs> That's stupid. That is dumb. That's Ryan Johnson's writing for you. So as they're going and sneaking around, you have some instances with Finn, and it's dumb as per the usual. Um, well, first off, at one point they meet somebody that Finn knows. And I thought that this could have been a, something interesting to have in the movie. Like It could have been something that could have been a humorous moment that would have fit Star Wars, where he could have awkwardly bumped into someone who knew who he was and in the novel the guy like knows who FN2187 is and's like impressed that he's now you know moved up in the ranks and all that but really it's not played that well it's pretty dumb um and so they're having a conversation Finn's scared at first and you know they he doesn't know if he's about to be told on and then the guy's like you know we work together whatever you don't remember me and he's like you know I, I know I'm not supposed to talk to you know, an officer. I'm not supposed to talk to an officer. I'm sorry, but I had to say something. And then he slaps Finn on the butt. The First Order's run by Phasma, who plays no games and does not take to anything like that. And Hux, who shows, I don't play those games. Yet we got stormtroopers that are just going to one break by talking to an officer when they're not supposed to. And then slap him on the butt after the fact. It's just a dumb, it's just stupid writing. I mean, it's not that big. It's just dumb writing. It's just to show how stupid Ryan Johnson is. So Finn is thinking about the fact that no one knew, everyone was shocked that a super weapon showed up, that the that Snoke's ship showed up. And he felt bad because he didn't tell anybody everything that was going on. All of the secrets of the First Order, all these secret kind of weapons they had. And that everyone was shocked and no one knew it when Snoke's ship popped up. Yeah, actually, someone did. <laughs> Poe knew immediately. And Finn was standing there. They were shocked that it happened, but they were shocked that it popped out of hyperspace. But so was Finn. And then Poe goes, that's Snoke's ship. So it's just yet another contradiction and idiotic thing. What it's trying to set up and what it keeps hinting at throughout this entire novel is there's more super weapons. So everybody, get excited for episode 9. There's going to be another crazy super weapon. So now we've got all the reason in the world to watch it.
because there's another super weapon. It's in the novel. There you go. Awesome. I hope you're excited. So Ray's going with Kylo up the elevator. And uh, this is one of those things that is just, it's so dumb. It's, it's pathetic, really. So they're riding up there and Kylo's responding to her. And she doesn't like how he's responding. And he, she, in her mind, she's like, you know, you think you're a master over me? You think you're teaching me now? I'm not that young girl that you met, <laughs> that you kidnapped on Tokadana and that you fought in Starkiller Bay. <laughs> Yeah, you are. That was like that was like a week ago. Two weeks tops. You are that same girl. You you are still the same young girl. Like, I get you stole some of his memories on Starkiller Base. But to say it as if I'm not that young girl, you are. Nothing has really happened to you since then that's made you really grow. It just hasn't. Oh, you saw Han die? You mean Kylo's dad? That the book has been telling us from the very beginning that he's hugely conflicted and struggling with? That clearly would have affected him more than it affected you? And then Finn, who you haven't really shown much care for at all since then, was you know kind of sliced up the back, but you know he's probably going to be alright. That That's... That's what's made you grow. Or it could be all your training with Luke. Nope, you didn't really do much of that. You didn't really learn anything. You knew everything beforehand. Like, you didn't need teaching. There wasn't much that he taught you. It was simply saying, hey, here's what you don't do. Do what you've been doing. There's your teaching. Wow, that's great stuff there, man. You must have really grown from that. And then another stupid thing to kind of push up the Raylo crap she says she could sense the churning in him that it was actually about her Ooh, ooh! there's a romance novel for you kylo's churning stomach longed for ray he wished he could reach across the elevator and just grab her caress her and kiss her it's what he's dreamt of since the first day they met <laughs> now those are added on by me <laughs> but the churning part is a part of the novel and it's stupid <laughs> but hey ryan's gonna have those tumblr fans just cheering for him they're gonna have that quote printed out and put up on their wall good job ryan you pleased a bunch of preteen girls be writing that's that masterpiece we've been talking about that we won't fully understand for the next 20 years you know that's what we're talking about so then they get up there and snoke says my faith is restored in you kylo why? Because you manipulated him. You caused all this to happen. You said yourself you manipulated him to make him come and do this. So why is there any faith restored in him? What difference has happened? There hasn't been any. This is just a stupid line. And again, it's one of those things where it's trying to set up for the twist. That That's it. So then we get to Snoke. This is chapter 25. And <laughs> Snoke discusses visions. And because Ray's seen that Kylo's going to turn. And he, he talks about the dangers of visions. And you gotta learn both the Jedi and the Sith, and then it says other or you know, other organizations that aren't as famous. And this is just, you know, hey, Jedi and Sith don't matter anymore. There's someone else. Here's Snoke. But they're too lazy to create what is he? What's his philosophy? 
what's his teaching, what's anything behind it. Oh, by the way, nope, we're going to do a prequel story of Snoke, though. Give me, please, no one watch that. Please. If you consider watching Solo, okay, I can, fine. I gotta argue against watching episode nine, but uh, but actually having a Snoke prequel. I mean, come on, someone make a stand for this here. I mean, this is insane. We've got you can't put a story into the movie, so we got to create a prequel. And you might say, oh well, that's exactly what they did with Emperor Palpatine. But Emperor Palpatine didn't really have much of. He wasn't a big character or a meaningful character in the original trilogy. Now he had meaning, but his meaning was only connected to who he was with, like who he was around, that he was the master of Vader, that he was the final challenge to Luke. But all in all, we didn't need to know anything about him. I've discussed this before and other people have discussed it. Snoke is a whole nother story. As he begins to talk about that, when Emperor Palpatine set his plan in motion, and then the Empire had to flee, Snoke took over. And he talks about that, you know, a lot of people thought someone like Gallius Rax or Ray Sloan would be the one that was in the lead. Or even Brendel Hux, Armitage's father. But Snoke took over, and it was his knowledge that helped save them. And so, again, that we need to understand how this came about and how this happened. We need to understand a character that when he talks about visions, he talks about and it hints at and it seems like they're trying to play that, hey, he might be plagiarist thing. Where he says that, you know, he had to learn about having visions and how they're not always exactly what you think they're going to be. That he learned that the hard way. That is a dangerous game. So kind of hinting at, you know, how plagiarist saw forward to the Clone Wars coming and all of this stuff. Didn't quite see that he was going to start this stuff in motion and then Palpatine was going to try to kill him in his sleep. It hints at these things. But it's not, it's just trying to get people to continue to talk about it. Add some intrigue after the fact because episode 8 didn't add any. And also if you want to see it, hey here's a Snoke, here's a, here's a movie about Snoke we're going to do. Come please watch this, give us more money. Because we're too lazy or too pathetic of writers to just write it into the normal script. We can't do it. We'll just, we're going to say in interviews that he's the most powerful guy. We're going to just talk about that, you know, he's more powerful than Emperor Palpatine's ever been. We're going to show a quick little clip of him tossing Ray around. We're going to have him talk down about Luke. Kylo and Ray. We're gonna make it seem like he's just a superhero, but we're not there's nothing really we're gonna show. We're not we're not gonna, you know, build out that he's a smart character. You know, you talk about it was his knowledge that saved him. How? What way? Where's this knowledge at? He doesn't know anything that's going on with the first order, really. He didn't even know that they had a tracker on his own ship. And then it talks about that the only obstacle was Luke. But he says that Luke was smart and didn't want to recreate the Jedi Order. And then there's more mocking of the Jedi Order. Him talking that it's just, you know, a group of people that, you know, just kind of perpetuated their own desires over and over. And that they were just a group of debating heads that did nothing in the end. And that's why they failed. So yet again, here we have Snoke talking about the Jedi Order failed because they were pathetic at the end. But Luke earlier said that they were at the height of their powers. Which one is it, Ryan? 
You can't have it both ways. I mean, in your mind you can because you're an idiot and you, you don't even remember what you wrote a chapter or two ago, but I do. I remember exactly what you wrote. And you're terrible. You're a terrible writer. You don't know anything about Star Wars. And I have people commenting saying, you don't know about Star Wars. I'm so tired of people that don't like The Last Jedi. And the only reason they don't like The Last Jedi is because of their own incompetence in understanding story. And <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> Give me a break. Uh, it's, just, it's just funny. It's really humorous. If you think you're bothering me, you're not. <laughs> it's just funny. <laughs> so he thinks it's a smart idea. That Luke's not wanting to do the Jedi Order. Okay. Uh, you might remember in the movie. He has to read from Ray's mind that Luke wants to end the Jedi Order. Hmm. So Snoke knows beforehand. That Luke wants to. Didn't want to start the Jedi Order back. Yet then later. Says that. He, he learns this information from Ray, like he wants the Jedi Order to end. Which is it, Ryan? Which, which is it? Is Snoke all-knowing and knows everything? Or does he have to learn some things? Did Luke want to end the Jedi, not want to have the Jedi Order from the very beginning? Or was it only after what Kylo did? And then it goes into saying that Snoke actually created this situation because the obstacle with Skywalker was part of the issue. That he then started to manipulate Ben. And started to kind of cause, you know, the struggle with Ben. That would lead Ben to be needed by Luke. And so that Luke would start up a school. And so by starting up a school, that then Kylo, he would manipulate Kylo more. And ruin everything in the school. Thus causing Luke to run away and hide forever. Uh, okay, that's a long stretch of stuff. To be able to make something happen. When Luke didn't even want an order to happen. So if Luke didn't want the order to happen. Why would you take all these other steps? Why, why did you do that? Because you thought Luke would come back at some point. And that Luke would be able to face off the entire first order by himself. Well. That's again. It's, it's hard to explain how bad this is. Because there's so many little moving parts. That don't make sense. And then like they try to write something else in to make sense. But then that contradicts this and this. And then when you see that this and this don't make sense. You see this can't make sense. So then this and this don't make sense. And then they mention this over here. And then that doesn't make sense. But this could connect with this. And so that's why you have all these people that are trying to say. No, no, no. You don't understand. See this and this over here. And I'm like, yeah, but this, this, this. and th These points don't match up. Yeah, yeah. But see this one and this one match up. No, 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 because then that one and that one contradict the original first two points that you said here. Yeah, but like, what about this one right here? Yeah, but that contradicts all of Star Wars in history that we've ever known before. Yeah, but you don't understand Star Wars. <laughs> this is the chaos that we're running into. And it's really hard to try to explain. Um, I, I try to do my best, but so Luke doesn't want to start the Jedi Order. Snoke thinks this is good, but Luke's an obstacle to Snoke. But Luke's an obstacle to Snoke, but later when Snoke says that I'm going to 
when he says darkness rises in the light to meet it, which is an absurdly stupid point that has no basis in Star Wars ever and ruins basically anything in Star Wars ever from this point on, which is along the lines of everything else Ryan did. I really, I mean, it kind of seems like I, I want to, you know, never say something's malice when it can be put up to stupidity. Um, but man, the amount of things he did that makes Star Wars kind of pointless from this point on, such as you can just mind meld and just take all the information from someone just like that and be a trained, powerful Jedi person that now it's just blindly the will of this cosmic force that if the, once the will of the cosmic force chooses you, then you're, you're going to win. So as soon as we see someone that's starting to be successful, they're, they're going to win. There you go. The cosmic will, the cosmic force chose them. So that's it, which is what it begins to say. This is why Luke succeeded that the will of the cosmic force chose him beforehand. So don't don't root for Luke. He was just, you know, the 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 midichlorians made him do it. And so that's one thing. And then you've got oh, any space battle from this point on, don't worry about it. Just fly ship into the other ship. Space battle not needed anymore. It's just every step of the way there's just something that sets up how this is just a pointless story. Why, why do we need anything further? We don't. We don't because we know how everything would happen from this point on. Anytime someone's being trained, if they can't learn, well, why not just mind melt them? Well, wait, let's make sure we know what the cosmic force, what, which one is the will of the cosmic force. Okay, you are, all right, you're the one going, head out there, do whatever you want. You'll, you'll beat everybody. Oh, we're in a space battle. Oh, they got a bigger ship than us. All right, we'll just fly one through there. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's so, so dumb. So, oh, and uh, the other... Oh, there's a bad guy? Well, don't worry, because darkness rises and light to meet it. you got to think it's the reverse as well. So light rises, then there's going to be darkness to meet it. They're always going to be equal, so there's never any intrigue. There's never any interest. Oh, there's just... Superman fighting Superman now. Woo, exciting. <laughs> like, I don't know if Ryan just thought this is what the balance of the force meant. That there must actually be balance because he's an idiot. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's so dumb. It's so terrible. And again, it's being spewed from Snoke's mouth. So, Snoke is afraid of Luke. Luke doesn't want to set up the Jedi Order. Which is good. And Snoke knows that. But later he needs to learn from Rey that she doesn't want to start the Jedi Order. Uh, that he wants to destroy the Jedi Order. Uh, okay, and I know people are going to be like, yeah, but see, you're saying he didn't want to start the Jedi Order. And now he's wanting to destroy it. See, there's a difference. <laughs> there's a difference in, like, semantics, but not really much of a difference in mindset. Then we go through the extra added step of Snoke corrupts and works all these things out to be able to make Kylo be bad so that then Luke will start a Jedi Order and then destroy it so that then Luke will run into exile. But yet he said Luke's just running around the galaxy trying to find out information about the original Jedi. 
So then why did you need to do something to cause Luke to go out into exile? Did you know he was going to cut himself off? Did you know he would not try to return and fight? Because again, we talk about if you look at the character of who Luke Skywalker is, and it talks about Snoke being a great historian that knows everything that went on, you would know Luke's going to go, like, as everyone complained, the way Luke reacted is not the way Luke would react. So, how did Snoke, how would you even think this was a good idea? I would think that would be a terrible idea. I would say I would rather leave him out this way. And maybe he'll think what I'm doing doesn't affect him. Because if I bring his nephew in there, and then I cause his nephew to turn to the dark side, I know Luke's going to go after his nephew. That's going to make him more a part of my problem. That's what logic says. <laughs> but logic's something that we can't have in Ryan Johnson's Star Wars. Speaking of exciting news, he is now begun writing his trilogy. I really hoped that they were going to kick him out, but nope, he's writing the trilogy. He announced this at the Empire Awards. In case you're wondering, because I had somebody ask me this, because uh, he won Best Director. Um, the Empire Awards mean nothing. <laughs> the Empire Awards comes from the Empire Magazine. Now, if you look back at their prior you know, winners, it's all Star Wars. <laughs> Last year, uh, Rogue One won Best Movie, and I believe it was the most nominated film um, which it's an enjoyable movie. The last, the third act's absolutely brilliant, but some of the character development, some of the pacing is not quite great, and it is noticeable at points that it's done by two directors. An enjoyable film, the best probably out of the best out of the Disney movies, but not the best film that's been made last year. I mean, and then before that. We had Force Awakens, which had won more awards than any other movie at Empire. So if you ever look and see, hey, how come Empire gets these, you know, specific shots and pictures to be able to put in their magazine to run the cover? That why did they get the Star Wars stuff? This is why. That's why he won the award. And it was not because of talent. It's not because he deserved it. There's a reason he didn't get nominated in any other legitimate place. But the only thing that was worth nominating in this movie was visual effects. The reason he got it was because Empire is, it, it's, a, it's kind of a handshake. Hey, you give us awards so that we can say we're award winning. And we'll give you some pictures for your magazine. And so then you can sell more magazine stuff. And then people will pay a little bit more attention to yours. Because one of the things they complain about with the Oscars is people, no one's seen the Florida Project, which didn't get nominated. Or Three Billboards. Or, I guess some people saw Shape of Water, but, you know, there's a lot of movies that are in there that people have not paid attention to, that the mass audience don't know what it is. So, don't call me by your name. Stuff like this. So, that's that's why he won. So, let's just cover that. I didn't want to, I didn't feel like it was worth putting doing a video on, but I wasn't going to bring it up, but it's been asked a few times, so there you go. That's why. So, he creates this thing so that Luke begins... To start the Jedi Order. Again, as I said, it makes absolutely no sense. No sense at all. And then you have that he, he mocks Reyes. He's tossing her around. He thinks of how powerful she is, but she's just a crude tool. She's meaningless to him. He doesn't even eat her. So all these Jedi, all the stuff we've loved before, they're meaningless. They don't really mean much of anything. So all that you hoped for and liked for beforehand 
it doesn't matter. And then it talks about that, you know, again, he knows all these things. He's, he's portrayed, he's more powerful than Emperor Palpatine. He's understood the mistakes that he's made in his past. They, the visions can be questionable. He has manipulated and played around with Kylo and Rey. He manipulated Luke. He got Luke to start a Jedi Order, then Luke ran away. But yet again, he doesn't know that Luke, now in exile, doesn't want the Jedi Order back, even though he didn't want the Jedi Order back, but yet he left as a failure. Yet Snoke still constantly trying to find him. And even though he, he finds out that Luke wants to die and to kill the Jedi Order, he still needs to go after him and get him. And that even though he knew all of this stuff, he needed to raise mind to tell him this was the case. <laughs> it's, it's just like, what? And yet again, the most information we've learned about Snoke is in this novel. We didn't learn about him in the movie. In the movie, he's just a big guy That's the that leads over Darth, Darth Vader, <laughs> Kylo Ren. And he doesn't even do as much as Emperor, as the Emperor did in Return of the Jedi. At least we see that the Emperor has put together all of these plans. He's the one that set up the trap over uh, Endor. almost said Yavin. He's the one that set up the trap over Endor. He's the one that's put everything together to manipulate and cause Luke and Vader to have to fight each other. He's the one that then easily dominates and actually causes suffering to Luke. But that doesn't happen here. Snoke didn't even know they had a tracker, which is the reason they're able to follow them. Talks about Hux as a tinkerer. He's the one that's kind of put together all of this stuff that's allowed them to build up all of these weapons they have. What is Snoke? What, what has he done? We've seen him do a light little lightning thing to Kylo but what and then he talks about that Kylo's still weak that he's he doesn't you know see any that you know he can't get past his conflict of those that he cares for that the sentiment that caused Darth Vader to die he still has that and maybe he will never get over it so, here's yet again like the Luke video I did before where they turn Luke back to being Luke just to reverse it again, just to spit in our face even more. All of the y'all that are like, oh, he was just overconfident and all this stuff. That he's trying to make it harder for you to argue even more. He's saying Snoke knew that he was still conflicted, that he was still struggling with everything that goes on. And the the Force Awakens talks about, hey, the reason the Emperor fell was because Darth Vader could not get over his sentiment for those who he's close to. Now here's Snoke talking about this is what's still going on with Kylo moments before he's going to be cut in half. <laughs> moments before. And he just says, oh, well, you know, as soon as I kill this, you know, kill her, and then I kill the Jedi, or the Jedi Order, I kill the Resistance, then I'll deal with him. But I don't have to worry about that now. Why bring up that he still knows that he's conflicted, that that's the one thing? And then when he's kind of tossing Ray around, he realizes that she's really strong, but nothing compared to him. But she's, he says, you know, I'm not going to make a mistake by kind of putting it out there that, you know, she, um, you know, I'm not going to allow her to surprise me. Because that's what happened at Kylo and Starkiller Base. 
So I'm not going to make that mistake. Yet he literally makes that mistake moments later. <laughs> How is this supposed to be a good villain? This is the only reason anyone considers him a powerful villain or any any type of villain, anything, is the fact that they've told us this. They've said this, 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 and this. He is the most powerful. He is this. He is this. He is this. It's the definition of tell. How about showing us something? And then even when you tell us, it contradicts itself because of what we saw. Like, he sees all of this stuff happening. Yet then he, do, like, then he doesn't see it in the movie. Or he needs to be told later. Or he realizes that Kylo's conflicted. But then later on in the movie, he says, I sense that there's no conflict in you anymore. Really? In two minutes? And you don't think maybe there's a little something there. But then again, in Ryan's storytelling, someone can just flip like that. Luke Skywalker can go from being the most, you know, idealized, caring, selfless, focused on his friends and family, most person, to the exact opposite. Just because. Because. Ryan Johnson said it. And that's what matters. And as some people have tried to say in the comments, you're just mad because silly, stupid stories beforehand. Now you're mad about silly, stupid stories now. No, no. <laughs> no, no, you idiot. You absolute idiot. Uh, Empire and A New Hope were not silly, stupid stories. There's a reason A New Hope's listed, I believe, 13th on the American Film Institute's greatest movies of all time. That You're talking about movies around there like Casablanca, Citizen Kane, Raging Bull. The, the, these aren't movies that are silly and stupid. And I'm not dumb to think that they weren't silly and stupid. You're dumb to think that they were silly and stupid. Yes, you are. And then the large majority of people say that Empire Strikes Back was actually a better made film than even A New Hope. So where do we, we go from there? It's largely considered the greatest sequel to any movie of all time. And there's some pretty good sequels going on there. It's largely considered one of the best twist endings of all time. But it's a silly, stupid movie. No, what we have now is silly and stupid. These terrible, pathetic characters that they're just like, oh, we'll write it into the story. CCO1425 in the comments, he said the other day, and I thought it was brilliant. I told him I'd steal it from him, but of course i got to give him credit for it. But he said, it, you know, we went from the expanded universe that we all loved. They removed the expanded universe and brought in the new EU, which is called the explained universe. <laughs> like, It's like, we're going to just put up some stuff. We're going to put some bright lights and shiny colors so that people will be, oh, it's great, it's great, and cheer for it. And then for those that are trying to pick apart whether or not it makes sense or not, we're going to write a book to try to make it make sense. But yet, the book just makes it even worse. It just shows how incompetent all of you are trying to do this at Lucasfilm. I think that's basically it. Um, there was another thing where we'll cover more on it tomorrow, I'm sure. Uh, but Kylo says when they're riding in the elevator that he says to Ray, I know who your parents are. And she's like, she can see in his eyes. He's not lying. She knows who her parents are. <laughs> like, it's so stupid. What? I mean, ah, the fans are the ones that don't know who the, who the parents are. She knows who her parents are. 
all of it before Ryan Johnson's idiotic story was she's trying to find them. Why had they left her? Why aren't they returning to her? Will they return to her? Are they still alive? I need to find my parents. I need to go back to Jakku because my parents are... She knows who her parents are. She always has known who her parents are. We were the ones that were trying to figure out who her parents were. But Ryan doesn't listen to the fans. No, 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 no. You got to just do your own story. <laughs> it's insane. It's utterly insane. Um, other little points that were just kind of put in there that's just stupid. Um, so Leia, of course, doesn't know everything that's gone on because she's been unconscious. Yet she just shows up and then just shoots Poe. But she doesn't know what's going on. She couldn't know that Holdo's in power. Holdo is down. There's a firefight going on inside the hangar. So the great, brilliant leader, Holdo, has started a, a firefight in the hangar between the two groups of people in the resistance. You want to just talk about bumbling, foolish idiots. Why am I supposed to root for anyone? Destroy them all. Someone else come in. I want episode 9 to come in. And someone else come in with a new Death Star. And blow up everyone. Resistance, first order. That's what I want to see. That's it. And say, sorry we suck. We screwed up. We're terrible. We're stupid. So you had to crawl after the movie. <laughs> you just It pops up and there's just a Death Star. And then you see everyone. And then you just blow them up. And then here comes the crawl. Episode 9. Sorry. We screwed up. We blew everything. We're trying to fix it. We've created something that's just awful. And we apologize to everyone. That's how you fix it. That's the only that's the only episode nine we care to see. So they're having the firefight, but Leia doesn't know. So why would Leia the only thing you can say, here comes the argument against me, so I'm gonna go ahead and counteract it before I have to counteract it in the comments, is that Leia was told by one of the people that was cutting down the door. Okay, but she wasn't told by Holder, so she's just told by a subordinate. So why would you trust the subordinate over Poe? You wouldn't even give him a chance to speak. Why not allow him to speak? He clearly wasn't going to fire at her. He he was actually excited to see her. And then she just shoots him. And then they go down there. Of course, there's a firefight going on, which just shows the absolute incompetence of the of Admiral Holdo. And this is where you have the scene where they kind of look down at their little pet boy Poe and like, oh, he's cute. Oh, it's nice. He started an entire mutiny, but it's cute. And Leia was like, hey, idiot, how did this happen? Oh, I didn't tell the plans. Why didn't you tell the plans? We, we have a small group. We got to, we function best on communication. Oh, I'm sorry. No, instead of that, uh, they discuss why they're not going to go. And no one says, uh, why not put a droid on the ship to fly it? Holo says, I actually outrank you. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is what Ryan, J he has Holdo, Vice Admiral Gender Studies, saying that she outranks Leia. Are you kidding me? Leia's being bossed around in her own resistance. <laughs> I mean, it's just absolutely, utterly utterly terrible yeah so there we go that's 23 through 25 i look forward to hearing your wonderful thoughts and comments down below 
thank you always as thank you as always for watching and never forget you nerf herders i love you